BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody, uh, thank, thank gosh it's Friday. Uh, welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joy O'Connor, and Dennis Dick. Our heads are on a swivel this morning. We need to try and make sense of yesterday, but we also need to try and make sense of the headline of the movements from this morning, right? It was a relatively quiet morning until about 20 minutes ago, uh, maybe less now. Uh, we're moving on, on a headline from Russian state media. It, this whole thing is is wildly confusing. Um, so that's what we're going to try to do is try to make sense of the confusion and um, just hang out with you, take your questions, and hopefully hopefully uh, do exactly that. So Jeremy Newsom is our guest today from Real Life Training. He'll be on at 8.35. And uh, good morning, everyone in the chat. Good morning, uh, Dino. Hope uh, Glad glad you're safe. Good morning, Miss Whitehorse and Riff Raff and Thrifty and everyone in the chat and all of our uh, YouTube subscribers and members. Let's go ahead and roll that intro and uh, start the show. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, Joel, Dennis, good morning. You echo my sentiment that thank gosh it's Friday. Yes. 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 <laughs> good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Let's bring up Joel's charts here. Joel, recap the overnight action for us, and then we I want to get to what just happened here. We gotta get back with the um the dad jokes here. Um, <laughs> that would be good. You're right. Give us a dad joke. Start this whole show with a dad joke. I like that idea. <laughs> Um, dads like forgetting their kids' friends' names. Yeah, I don't remember any of my kids' friends' names, so uh, that is true. That was Thursday. That is true. Um, I concur. Oh, I'm gonna give you a Friday, then I'll give you the one on the weekend. Dads love saying, Why got a big date when their kids ask what time it is? I remember that. Uh, and saying. then the last one is dads love saying. You can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but oh my. you can't pick your friend's nose. My, my dad still says that. After <laughs> 30 years. All right. Some of these are all terrible. Right. Now that all the humor is uh, gone, I'm just going to give now you Now to the humor head. of the markets, because that is what this headline is. This is a humor humorous headline. Right. So just 
So I, I literally go upstairs. We're down like 25 handles. I go upstairs just to um, help my kids out for five minutes. I come back down and we're green. I'm like, oh my goodness, what just happened? And obviously, Spencer, you can tell us what just happened. RIA, State News Agency, RIA Novosti. What, what, what does RIA stand for? Do we know? Registered no. Investment Advisor. No. I, I don't know what it stands for. It's Russian okay. State News. It's all I need to know. And, Russian uh, State News. Coming from Russia. News uh, from Russia. Coming from Russia. Russia is willing to send a delegation for de-escalation talks. So that's your headline. That's Do we believe headline. it? Is anything believable coming from the Russian State News? I That's... I I had always thought I, I thought we live in a world where we didn't trust state news. Apparently I'm mistaken here because we do. The market does trust that headline. I I don't know. I know nothing. That's what, hey, all I, I know is I know nothing on all of this stuff. You know, it's all headline driven. We don't know what the next headline's gonna be. That's the type of market that we are in. That's the type of market that we're going to remain in. I think for the foreseeable future here. So um, get used to it. Headlines. So pretty charts look pretty and everything, but it won't matter if there's a headline that's moving yeah. your market in the opposite direction. This is what you call a headline-driven market. I don't care what the technicals look like. It's all about the headlines. Yeah. Uh, I'll just give you the net because uh, 87.50, we're up three, uh, three-quarters handles. Struggling to do my levels this morning because there's just nothing. There's nothing good. I mean, there's nothing good to lean on here. Just with the, the move Air we had everywhere. yesterday. Yeah, I, I wish I could give you something. I, the only thing I'd say is, you know, if if you're if you're buying this news, uh, protect yourself because when it comes out, if it comes out that they're not going to mixed, then this market is going to totally reverse itself. So. Yeah. Um, you know, what you see is what you get. Crude's up 50 cents at 93.26. That was a big fall from Grace yesterday. Uh, gold, that's down almost 80 bucks from that high yesterday. It's down 28.15 at 18.97.80. Silver in the red by almost 50 cents, 24.22. Uh, Bitcoin, that staged a rally yesterday. That's up a grand at uh, 39.415. And Ethereum futures are... They're green too by sixty-seven dollars at twenty-seven sixteen. So that's where we stand here. At, as of eight oh six and eight oh eight, it could be it's a whole be a lot story. different at eight oh eight. So <laughs> it's hard. It's gonna to be predicting the next movement. I mean, everything's like, oh, it's setting up. This is you know, you look at short-term technicals, and then all of a sudden you get a headline. Everything we just blast off thirty S and P handles. So headline driven. That's what we are. Um, take us back to yesterday morning. And I think, you know, Mitch, I made you, <laughs> I was talking with you there, but I was a day early. I was a day early on this thought process that, Hey, if, you know, Ukraine situations, geopolitical risk is increasing that the fed might not be as quite as aggressive. And he actually had a commentary from a federal official saying just that yesterday morning. I mean, some people may have not noticed it, but I was around just after the open, um, I think that helped. Um, they said they may have to reevaluate. This was from a federal official. May have to reevaluate their thought process here with the new geopolitical risk concerns. That, so we talked about this the day before, and that's why I was like, you know, I think I'm going to start nibbling into some risk. And then obviously the bombs went off, and the Ukraine situation just you know, escalated so quickly that the market, you know, got hammered. Next day, though, morning, take us to yesterday morning. 
it's exactly what happened. So I was 24 hours early and I got stopped out on a lot of those trades. I put some of them back on. They were all good. Anything you were buying after the open, I had a tweet storm going, trying to you know tell my followers that I felt like that you know the growth you could see it right five minutes after the open. I was like, you can see it happening here. You can see you know that the bids are coming into growth and they were hammering oil right off the bat. So um, that and that continues. So I do think um, I'm going to say it here today. I do think I don't know if the bottom is in. I don't know on the market. Two hundred points Anybody can say that. But I will say on ARKK, that was an incredible move in all high growth names. Some of the moves on individual stocks was nothing short of incredible. Unity, full disclosure, I am long Unity um, still right now. But, you know, opened at 89. It was $100 by 10 o'clock. And then it continued, obviously. It's now 103. So I think you're actually on pullbacks, not chasing. And this is not the market that you need to chase in. We had a little pullback last night. Now, obviously, now you get a headline that lists us up here again. I don't want to chase here, but I think on pullbacks, I think you're adding to high growth names now. Wow. That's the same thing I said two days ago. I was dead wrong by 24 hours. If I would have made that call yesterday morning, which I did on Twitter after the fact, well, not really after the fact, but I could see it materializing, uh, I would have made a lot of money. (laughs) I did pretty good. I had one of my best days of the year yesterday, so I did pretty good. But I would have been better if it would have happened 24 hours sooner. <laughs> well, Joe and I talked about this on the, uh, on the At The Close show yesterday. And the I'm, I am starting to think that a lot of this move is is a direct result of a, of a potential change in Fed policy. How else do you explain the fact that all the tech stocks, even like the crappy tech stocks, were ripping higher and the banks were lagging? I, I, I don't know how else you explain that other than to say – like this, the implication here is that the Fed has to reassess yeah. their course. I don't yeah. know how else you say that. I, I think it's exactly what I was saying 24 hours earlier. I was just 24 hours early. I gave this exact argument 24 okay. hours it, too yeah. early. So, but I think that's, you know, people are trying to justify what happened, what happened, what happened. You can't. It, it's exactly what happened. You know, the, if you look here and you've got a situation, a geopolitical risk, and don't kid yourself. Taiwan, China, Taiwan situation could get ugly here too. There's a reassessment going to happen probably at the Fed. Nine interest rates. Muhammad Alarian said it yesterday morning is off the table. Yeah, I think at this point in time, you can forget about nine interest that. rate hikes. That was just ridiculous <laughs> talk in the first place. But I think that's completely off the table. I think we're going a quarter at March. I don't think we're going a half. Um, obviously, it's going to depend on where we are though at that time of that meeting. Because there's a lot of time between now and the March meeting. And there's going to be a lot of new geopolitical headlines coming before that. You know, does the Russian situation get uglier? Does China start to get involved, potentially Taiwan, which is rumored right now? I mean, there's a lot of underlying concerns here. But in this environment, it's actually tech stocks that will outperform, I believe. Because one, a lot of these aren't directly exposed to is they would benefit if the Fed doesn't get as aggressive. So I think it makes perfect sense that oversold tech rallied yesterday. 
And to be clear, no one is saying that the Fed's not going to raise rates. The, the market is still saying, oh, yeah, they're yes, going the up, going to raise rates. But again, I, I keep going back to the to this table. I love that chart from the CME. The top left yesterday was between 82, 86 percent. We're down to 79 percent now for a quarter point rate hike in March. And then if you go back out to, you know, uh, you know, this these two columns, which would indicate what, four or five rate hikes. Yeah. And now we're below 50 percent. We're below fifty percent chance of wait. That of, says a quarter to a half. That that says both. It's kind of weird. Why would I say yeah. twenty five fifty? So you could if it does fifty, it falls into both categories. No, no that no, is weird. That's not no because it's a, no, it's not because it's a range. So right now we're at zero to twenty five basis points. Uh, right, okay. that's where we are right now. Okay, that's telling you where. So all right, gotcha. Right, it's not actually at zero. It's near zero. Okay, right? and so twenty five to fifty basis points would be would be a quarter point up from that. So, but anyway, if you if you look if you go look at one and a quarter to one and a half percent, less than a fifty percent chance of that happening now. Yeah. So, no one's saying that it ain't raising, but the odds of more than one are going below down below fifty percent here. So more than two, frankly. Uh, so that's where things stand. And paint the landscape. I mean, we've gone to a point. I'm going to keep going back to Arc, and you know, it's not you know, it, it's it's just the fact that's such a good indicator for those high growth names. $159 a year ago, got down to 57 bucks yesterday morning. At a certain point in time, I'm not saying that it's cheap. You know, there's still a lot of stocks that have nosebleed valuations. But it's definitely oversold. I mean, $100 to start the year, basically, down to 57 That's a 40% haircut in two months. Oversold. You know, that's a definition of a crash in some people's books. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that a few people who may be short there probably scrambling to get out yesterday arc is up here again this morning you're getting follow through i do think i do think there's a possibility that the arkk 52 week low is in i don't know anything nobody knows anything but that was a really good sign and that's why i'm looking at adding higher growth names to my portfolio on dips we just ripped 10 15 20 percent on some of these names there'll be a headline Probably later this afternoon, tomorrow, there'll be something that will drive the market down. I'll be looking to add tech into those headlines. Not adding oil, not adding gold, adding tech. That's what I'm doing. I might be wrong. I was wrong for 24 hours, but I was pretty right yesterday. How how, how would you uh, stop yourself out of those? Of those? I, I know you're not Blow buying the move. I know you're not Blow the move. And that's why that's it's too ways far. Away. It's too far for a lot of these stocks, so it's hard to initiate. Like I did, I bought more Square yesterday into that. I bought it 84 and change, like a few minutes after the open, because I could feel it coming. Um, I actually didn't have the guts, <laughs> Joel. It got up to 95, and I sold the extra Square that I bought. I still have my uh, initial Square position, but I had bought extra because I was buying some growth names after the open, feeling that this was, you know going to continue but i mean i didn't want to take it through the quarter and watch my 10 points that i just got on those the square that square purchase go away so i took the profits on that portion but i still have the other portion maybe that takes us into you know some of these earnings reports here which are very interesting as well and i think as you get dips on some of these growth names intact on these earnings reports the dip actually becomes an opportunity for money managers to get capital back to work and we saw that happen i tweeted that out too we saw that happen with multiple names last night Square initially dipped on this report. Square gave you a shot for a, a good hour. I was trading down, but then it was a conference call and stuff that was said, and then it just went into blast off mode. I don't know. Like people are saying, do you sell into that? I put some Square in the long-term portfolio for the intentions of holding it long-term. I'm trying not 
to trade out of that. But I mean, the the whipsaw moves are so crazy. It was 85 yesterday. Got up to over 120 last night. Part of me says, yeah, maybe I should just ring the register and rebuy it at 100 because it probably goes back there again. But what were the numbers? What do they say? What, what was going on at Square? Okay, so Square's a, a, a weird one. First off, I just want to acknowledge the fact that in the short term, the numbers don't matter as evidence of the fact that every day for the last week, we've seen stocks report good earnings and sell It was off. a good day to report, yes. Exactly. It was a great day to report. That, that's yes. what matters more than anything. After but, the bell. The, the stuff they reported after the bell was a good yes, day. Yes. So uh, the earnings per share that they said, uh, $0.27 cents came in above the $0.22 cent, uh, per share estimate. The sales that these reported, $4.08 billion, came in above the $4.03 billion estimate. <laughs> Now, Square is weird here. They don't actually give written guidance, but they give, like, implied guidance on their conference call. You have to listen to the call or go through the transcript to really understand what they're – and you got to, like, really pay attention to what they're saying. But, like, in their remarks, they imply, like, quarter-over-quarter or year-over-year revenue growth or or GM or volume growth, right? So they say that in the call. They don't say it in the earnings release via numbers. So they're not giving hard guidance. They're just saying, like, they expect – um, to have quarter over quarter revenue growth every single quarter for the rest of this year, they expect uh, 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 gross uh, uh, GMV uh, growth keep to year over year every quarter as well. So they gave like bullish commentary on the call, yeah. but they don't give it via numbers. So it's you, you kind of got to parse through it. It's hard. In any regard, you know, and you can see the earnings dip. Oh, and you can see it was down there for a good hour, Joel. We trade actually under ninety dollars. It was an opportunity, though, to add to a name, and it was about an hour it gave you, and then the blast off there. Um, I did not add during that earnings step. I've already had a position in it. But, I mean, I, I still think, and people are saying I'm early. I, I'm not saying I'm going all in. I'm not saying, I'm, and again, not chasing. I mean, we just rallied significantly. I'm not buying Square up 25 bucks from where I bought it yesterday. So it's gone now. I still own a piece. It's gone. If it was to pull back to that, 195 90 area again i don't know if it's gonna do that maybe i buy some of those shares that i that i sold but i just think you can't you don't want to chase you still we're still not in an environment where we're making money chasing but we are in an environment where we're making money buying dips again i believe at least in tech that's what i believe at least until we get in the, the headline that um there are no negotiations going on in mingst um well that's the next headline probably yeah, this is no. uh, on the charts, man. This this got that one twenty. That kind of you know sticks out to you, uh, you know, just on the charts. Nothing exactly at one twenty, but I'm gonna do a reset here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take my eyes off the the pre market chart, and I'm gonna go to just to the dailies because we've come back in. We settled at one twelve, and you just have levels above here to you know daily highs to work through. Uh, the first one would be one thirteen ninety five, and then that that would be a, a two buck rally from here. I don't know if you're gonna get that. And then after that, another daily high one fifteen thirty seven. So, you know, I not saying it can't go back to the pre market high and keep going. It's just there there's daily levels to contend with um on the way to buy this on a pullback. You're not you're. You're not going to get, well, I'm not going to say you're not, but the top of yesterday's range is down at 96.16. So a long way to go there. Um, I guess just let it breathe. If you got it long, you got it good, you know, try and, you know, shake off the, you know, ignore the action today and 
see where it settles, and then see if the street really wants to buy it. You haven't had three up days in a row in this thing in quite a long time. So it's working on number two. It looks good for now. Spoons uh, are going in the 4,300. Yeah, again. we're bouncing around. It's going to be choppy. I don't think anybody knows where Square is going from this point in time. Yeah, Matt tough. Miller, $5 tip. Can we go? I wanted to actually talk to Taiwan Semiconductor. I have it written on my sheet. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as a trade is concerned, you hear that, what, Chinese ships were spotted uh, uh yeah chinese ships were spotted in their plane sorry were spotted in in taiwanese air, um uh airspace yeah. and you think oh no and you think okay what companies do i know in taiwan oh taiwan semi that's the first one everybody thinks of it's the first one everyone thinks of yeah me too i don't even know if i know any other companies that are in taiwan no me neither so taiwan semiconductor so that's the concern here and taiwan semiconductor just had a wicked rally we just went from 104 up to 113. I know if you bought this three days ago, you're like, what are you talking about? Well, we're just filling the gap back up. Maybe get back to 117, 118. But there's headline risk here. If China does indeed uh, invade Taiwan, I don't know if that's going to happen. But there's rumors that that's a possibility. I don't think it's good for Taiwan Semiconductor. So I'd be very scared of that one. So I think if I'm buying dips on tech stocks that are beaten down, it's actually not Taiwan Semiconductor right now because geopolitical risk is too high. So I'm gonna stay away from that one. Yeah, it uh, you got um <clears throat> you got a clear area on the if you're looking for a target on the upside, you did have um a pair of lows at, at 115.72, 115.76. So that would be the gap fill, and then just above that, I think you got some more room up to 119.40. There's a exact double top there. If you are, you know, if you can just, you know, ignore the geopolitical risk and circumstances here, you got a lot of monthly support down here. It did breach it, but now it's back above it, but. 108, <clears throat> excuse me, has been the bottom of the trading range uh, going back to, you know, early in 2021. So it's a trading range. Just once again, you know, what, you know, what's going to happen to this stock if, in fact, that, I mean, it's a lot of if, ands, and buts. But it's, it's all this market is, if, ands, and buts. That's yeah. all this market is right now. What about Foot Locker, though? There's no ifs, ands, or buts here. This is just ugly. Yeah. I, I Maybe it's not because it's not a technology stock. It's, I don't know. Uh, let's look at the numbers this morning. Their earnings for it's share. It's not beating down tech. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, their earnings per share it came in above estimates. Their sales came in above estimates. They guided for the fiscal year that sales would be down 4 to 6% on a year-over-year basis. Can't guide like and that. And that comparable sales would be down 8 to 10% on a year-over-year basis. Comparable sales are just sales at their locations that are more than a year old. So uh, they guided for the uh, fiscal year EPS in the mid $4 range, which I which I, I think, frankly, is not uh, is, is either in line or down a smidge from, from their from – the, last year's total so uh guidance week okay so i take back what yeah. i said about it now. well no the fact that it's not a tech stock that doesn't help but the guidance the week guidance also that's, so that that guidance that you can't on guidance like that you're going to get hit no matter what the type of market is yeah. you cannot guide down like that we're breaking down now i hate to say this like i i'm actually not buying this dip i don't know i think you got some great support at 28 to 30 but that's six bucks lower i'm not saying it's going there but i'm saying that's the first spot that i think i would take a shot so yeah multiples cheap but i mean when you're when you're guiding for sales declining that's not good 
Just hanging out too at thirty-four bucks. Looks like no one's rushing out to buy this at thirty-four as we speak. Um, you got a, your next monthly low comes in at thirty-three ten. So if you're looking for more on the downside, that was your low. Man, you're going back to August of two thousand twenty. So I think it'll get a little. You know, thirty-four, thirty-three ten would be um, the next potential support point. On a rally, I don't know, man, the yesterday's range. I mean, longer term, you just got to look at this thing and say, if if and when it ever gets back over 40, had three, four monthly lows in there. That was actually the low in 2021, too. So easier to find resistance in this one than support. S&P is yeah. now, now up 22 handles, 4306. So. I'd rather buy beaten down yeah. tech right now than beaten down mall retailer selling shoes what what beaten down tech everything is rallying i know they're not beaten down anymore nothing, nothing's beaten down it's well z scaler maybe uh, but, then, but then you look at the multiple and that thing you're like holy i've struggled to pay it <laughs> it's the only one it has bounced too though so again all the ones that were beaten down last night have pretty much bounced into it is still down into it did actually go green i think coinbase is still down no coinbase has turned green now too Coinbase was down at like the 160s last night. It's now turned green to 184. So they are indeed looking at buying the dip in tech right now. What about, uh, I mean, up. just going back, Dennis, what about PayPal? Yeah, I mean, when I looked at this, this is just. It was a nice rally is, yesterday. A nice rally, but you think off the, I mean, is this not getting any love here? What are you reported? So, so here's a right. good sympathy lesson for you. And this is, yes. like, I've given this lesson like this about once a month because people think just naturally everything moves with sympathy. Stocks move more with sympathy when they haven't reported yet. PayPal reported three weeks ago, so we already know the earnings. So it's not like, oh, Square reported, so PayPal's going to be really good. Oh, no, they already reported. We already know the PayPal earnings. So you see, like, a Lowe's will have a big move off of Home Depot because we get the Home Depot report. And it's like, oh, you know, Home Depot's not good or Home Depot is good. It's going to move more in sympathy. Once the company's already reported, it's not going to have as strong of a sympathy move. And that's why when you see Square trading up 18%, you only see PayPal trading up 1%. And again, the beta on PayPal is much lower. The growth story is just non-existent, it seems like, for PayPal right now, which is why the stock's been so beat up. So, you know, there's lots of things to think about. There's lots of... Uh, you know, balls to juggle here. The one thing is PayPal, I did think, had a nice reversal day yesterday, obviously participating with all the tech. So that's the good news. The bad news is this is still really beaten down and they have a whole hell of a lot of overhead supply. So I'm not chasing PayPal up 10 bucks from yesterday as well. I just saw this stat. Um, the RSX, this is from, from Eric Bartunis at, at Bloomberg. The RSX, the Russia Vanek ETF, yeah. took in $260 million of inflows yesterday. That was a, that's the, it's a one-day record for the fund. So That's just people cannot stop themselves from buying, from buying dip. dips. They can't. They can't stop themselves, and they're usually wrong. So... This is just, it's its just common human nature to see something. And Christian Fromm hurts. Shout out, Christian. I know you listen to the show. Great tweet, tweet yesterday. He's like, new traders all just want to buy when they see something down big. Oh, yeah. And that's natural. That's not even a trader thing. That's just human nature. You have like, I had a you know, friend coming over and he's looking at the CNBC. I had CNBC on. He doesn't know anything about stocks. Like, look at that one down that big. Buy that one, Denny. 
That's the natural. <laughs> that's for, for real. That's the natural human thought process. It's what Bill O'Neill, you know, went the opposite way of that to, you know, create obviously, and obviously Gil Morales involved in that too. You know, to 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 find that you buy high and sell higher, or sell low and buy lower, as opposed to just thinking that the stock that fell fifty percent is going to bounce back fifty percent the next day. They yeah. typically don't do that because of the bag holders, but that is natural human uh, nature to yeah. want to buy what has really been beaten. Well, and, and and it's the same psychology. It's not even just stocks. It's Christian Gallagher in the chat said people like a deal. People like, like a deal. deal on anything on on your. Me? Uh, I like on, deals on your shoes at the store. You see, oh, yeah. twenty percent off. Hey, sure, I can get some buying shoes today. I like, like deals. Yeah. I'm into deals. People Give me like a deal. deals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's definitely part of it. Um, Just real quick, I would just, you guys went on a little tangent there, but just PayPal. Um, If this did come back into the 105 and a half area, I'd be a little bit interested in it. I know, uh, you know, there was three highs in that area. I know it's the laggard uh, already, you know, uh, already did have the report, but I, I like that. If it pulls back to one, you're looking, looking your chops a little bit here. I don't think it's a bad idea if we get pullbacks again. We just rip. This is not. This is the opposite of a pullback, people. So now it's gone. Yesterday morning was an opportunity. I tweeted out what I have ten tweets, basically spelling out that you know to my followers that I think is the time. But we rallied on you know from when I started that tweet storm. We rallied significantly. We were down six hundred Dow points when I started tweeting all that stuff. We ended up up. You saved the market, Dennis. I, I'm just out. I'm trying to do what I do. I bid for stocks. I'm trying to help out here. No, you could You could feel the turn. You could feel. You it. couldn't sell down there. You know. You you just I said it, it yesterday on the show. If you you're just, selling stocks now, yeah, I said it the day it, before too, though, and was wrong. So I'm going to keep saying definitely wrong. The day before, I was 24 hours early. My spiny sentences were 24 hours early. I was just too early on that trade. So and like I said, I would have just had an amazing day. If that day would have happened the day before, but I got stopped out. I had a crappy day the day before I was able to have a good day yesterday. But again, I didn't probably go as hard at it because you're a little bit like gun shy after you just got stopped out on all that stuff. So, you know, but anyways, it was it was a good day. Um, There was an opportunity yesterday for buying that significant dip in tech. But now you just ripped. I mean, you're coming in and buying ARKK now. It's sixty seven dollars after being fifty seven dollars yesterday. That's an 18% rise. I don't make money buying things after they go up 18%. I make them when they're falling. And I'm not saying I'm buying the week, but when you're calling a turn, there could be follow-through. Maybe we're going to earn $72, $73 today. Maybe this is a turn. But I think now you've bottomed. You've crashed. You've bounced. Let's wait for the next dip before we start getting down and dirty. And this is not a dip this morning. Uh, Ed is asking what we think of the S&P 500. Um I, I, in terms of just the the, the rebound here, it, it's it's not up as quite as much. It hasn't rebounded quite as fiercely as as the Nasdaq has, but but it but pretty it's good still, rebound. It's pretty pretty wicked rebound. So, um, my my take is that it'll just it'll move with whatever the big five or six whatever mega cap tech stocks do. Right, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Tesla, right, Google. Um, I mean, Apple. If you're coming in and buying Apple now. As much as I said you were doing it backwards yesterday, I'm going to say it again today. 152 yesterday on Apple. It's 164 today. Now you're getting back up to the middle of the range. So maybe you got room at a 167. I'm talking against my book. I own Apple. But 166, 167, maybe. You know, the upside here is limited now. 
you know, like, because now you're going to start to run into more resistance here. It's not cheap. It's never been cheap. So I would not buy Apple at this point in time. I would not buy stock. I would probably, if I was a trader, be selling a lot of the stocks that I bought yesterday into this rip. I sold a lot of them yesterday during the day. <laughs> so, you know, now I look at it and I'm like, that uh, was a pretty good move. You get 10, 15, like I said on my square, you know, I got 13% on that intraday. I'm like, you know, for no news, just on a wicked rebound, take some money and run. So obviously, you know, I've been in hindsight capitals 2020, I hold it through and be like, oh, I get another 20%. But I think you got to ring the register when you get these opportunities. We don't know what the next headline is going to be. But again, I do think that it, there's a possibility that the ARKK 52-week low could be in. So I want to be buying high growth tech on the pullbacks. Got to keep saying it because people will be, then said, buy, I'm buying. I'm like, well, not at 67, maybe at 60. Or 61 when we do a little bit of a retest maybe a 50 percent retracement of yesterday's move then i get a little bit excited uh, as far as the s and p's yeah. go and i'm just i'm constantly having to readjust my numbers here but it's hard to believe that uh we are we are 20 we are 30 points away from tuesday's high after and all of this stuff after after all this stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. and if you're and, sitting with too many stocks, what a great opportunity to lighten up. So if you were sitting and you were puking your guts out yesterday morning and, and, and wondering how you're going to tell your wife that you lost all this money in the markets, what a great opportunity to get out of some stuff. So again, if you're all cash right now, I'm not selling stocks. If you're 50% cash, I'm probably not selling stocks. If you're 100% invested in this market, I would raise cash into this rally. Uh, and, and that's just put it and so it matters on your own most of your own personal situation right because i think we could get to 440 on spy maybe but we just arrived from 410 to 430 that just got a third of all the losses back in one day that's you know an impressive rally but does that mean we're going back to all-time highs still got a rising interest rate environment still got a lot of geopolitical uncertainty i don't think we're going back to all-time highs and if you're buying here today you're basically, you know, you got a lot of air below you, like Joel was saying. You got a lot of air above you, but you got a lot of risk. So we got to manage risk a little bit better. I think you use I, this opportunity to lighten up a bit. I, I think, look, if you didn't buy yesterday, you missed it. That's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. It's you okay. get another shot. You'll probably get another shot. Yeah. Don't tr don't start, you know, throwing, uh, what, what, what what's the saying? Uh, don't start throwing bad money after good or good or money. Just after chasing. Bad. Yeah. Just flat out chasing stocks. If you're buying this morning, you are chasing. In this 2022, the chasers have lost a lot of money. So yeah. if you're buying right now, you are chasing. People will say, oh no, we're still down a lot. But you gotta look from where we just came. And we just bounced big time here. Well, I, we just I, had a five percent rally I, basically I, SP from the lows. I I, I want to add here and I again I, I would have mentioned this earlier if I thought it would have been relevant, but uh, personal spending just came in for for uh, for January, and uh, it was the best it's been in, in a year. Uh, U.S. personal spending uh, for January up 2.1% year over year versus a 1.5% estimate. So uh, as we've been saying, as I've been saying, I think the consumer is strong. People are spending money. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, probably a good thing for retail. Um uh, broadly speaking, but again, the, we're all, we're at the mercy of the next headline here. So uh, every we, day we're at the mercy of the we, next if, headline. If, if we're going to rip higher off the headline from Russian state media, then like anything is fair game at this point. Uh, then 
That's what we are. We're at the mercy of the next headline. That's a perfect way to say it. And we don't know what the next headline is going to be. So you just got to play the chop. I One thing I can tell you is we're going to have a lot of chop. Today, tomorrow, next week, probably right. next month. This is the year of chop. And how do you play chop? You fade moves. If you're looking for that's the playbook to play and chop. If you're looking for a target on the upside today for the S and P, I mean, based on the the average nine day average trading range, that would come in at forty three thirty three. That's twenty handles away. Um, Also, the inner day high from Tuesday and the Globex high were right in that area, forty three forty. I mean, that's another twenty five handles. I mean. At this rate, we may be there by the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, the yeah. FOMO gets kicking, Joel. And these stocks start going. <laughs> yeah, and we were there too. You were you were upstairs uh, helping your kid, and we were Mitch and Spencer and I were sitting here, and they're getting the eye, Dennis. These guys are getting trained. These guys, they they're starting to get the eye. You know, mm-hmm. when I. When I say there's news, there's news, there's news, you know, a lot of times, you know, Spencer just kind of shrugs his head, but now, now he's got it. Now he's, now he's like, whoa, wow, what's the news? And then we sit there, we wait a minute. I wish I had that news feed, man. That was, that was a good one. But uh, do we got Jeremy yet? Is he lurking we, in the background? We do not have Jeremy Newsom yet. Jeremy! So Jeremy, need Jeremy. He's oh. on a permanent vacation there. So I want to keep uh, keep going on the earnings parade. I, I, I love said, these people in the chat that just DD. I want to read Stonebridge Advisors. DDD's rant yesterday was the ultimate buy signal because he said negative about Bitcoin yesterday. Never forget February twenty third. Dennis <laughs> Dick said, but he doesn't go and say, "Oh, well, maybe after the bell that I tweeted ten times about risk assets being risk on, and maybe after maybe during the show I said how Bitcoin is positively correlated with the Nasdaq." Let's talk about that stuff. But no, they will point out that he was bearish once and then continue to say, oh, he got it all wrong. So, But he didn't say, oh, he changed his tune right away after the open. But he won't say that. So thank you, Stonebridge. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. What, what, what did he ever do to you? All right. Uh, right, right there. Just making fun of me. Fine. Fine. All right. Fine. I got it wrong, buddy. I got it wrong. Everyone. I best, wanna... day, best day of my year yesterday, but I got it wrong, buddy. I want to keep going on to the earnings parade here because we got a lot more to this. Sure. Etsy. Yes. That's where I want to go next, Joel. You read my mind. Uh, Etsy. Again, the, the, the timing of your report. Uh, often matters more than what the numbers were. In this case, the numbers were good. The numbers, the earnings were good, and the guidance uh, was light. So, if this had been 24 hours ago, with this stock would have been at 100 below 100 dollars. But it's not. It's at 149 dollars right now. Because, and the guidance was bad. Go figure. Wow, it was even higher than this. Wow, 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 wow. You talk about chasing here, uh, 163.50. <clears throat> so you've already backed off, what, four, you know, 14 points? I don't know. I just think in 150, a psychological level, but uh, there's really nothing up there. What do you got? I got, if you look at 155.30, I'd use that as a reset right there. 155.30 and 159.39. If you're looking, if you're looking, you just think, oh, this little pullback here, they're buying this at 150, they're going to jam it again. That's what I would look at. Better hold 149.50. I mean, the top of yesterday's range. 
That's a long ways away. Uh, one twenty nine eighty. And, you got um, big resistance at one fifty, but yeah, I, I, it's hard to short. <laughs> so people are going to come in and start shorting these rips. That's a dangerous game here too, because we don't know how long this is going to go for. And we saw even like bring up Wayfair yesterday. You want to see a wicked, wicked opening candle? I mean, that stock did it report? It reported right yesterday. Yes, I don't think we, we talked yeah, about we it, but I believe it reported. It. Yeah, yeah. We, we, they, yesterday morning. Yes, they report yesterday morning, and yeah. Let me just give you, and again, again, the timing of the report is everything because the earnings, uh, actually, the earnings were light. Actually, I, you know what's funny? As I saw into this report, I saw some tweets about like Wayfair's uh, trending, like their, their their long-term trend on Google search. Like it was way, way down. Um, but anyway, the earnings for Wayfair, they missed on the EPS. They beat on their sales. I'm not sure how you interpret that. Uh but stock is up, so. But again, it just mattered that they were coming in after the open, which the completely different narrative happened after the open, and they were coming in and buying any beaten oh, yeah. down growth names. Oh and yeah, and it was the perfect recipe for that. It was one of the most wicked rallies that I've ever seen. It was a hundred dollars. It opened right at the lows, and within ten minutes, it was limit up. It limit. It actually went limit up multiple times, where it hits a circuit breaker and has to pause. Wayfair, so, Wayfair, Wayfair, Wayfair was halting twice yesterday, g- trying to go up, yep. and it went from 100 and the two halts and up to 130 in the first 30 minutes. So literally rallied 30 percent, and then they pulled back, and then you know it chopped around after that. But it was like straight up FOMO, running, chasing everything, and then you got the pullback, and that's when if you were going to strike. It was on that pullback was the time to strike. You went from 100 to 130. What do we do? We pulled a 50% retracement to the T, Joel. We love that. Look at that intraday. The 50% is just perfect. It bounced off of it three times. The 50% retracement of the intraday move. So you can use intraday charts, technicals, and you're playing that 50% retracement off at 115, 115, 115, and now it's back up there at that 130. So again, that's the way when you're chasing something, wait, boom. 50% retracement. Now I strike and then you continue. If you think the trend has turned. Wow. Um, some of these moves here, I'm just looking at them this morning. Like I'm just looking at Palantir, which is above $12 now. It's just wild stuff. Um, I, I want also want to what get out of there, Palantir. You were in that. Yeah, no, he got what out. did you do? Tell us about the Palantir trade. Dennis, that was so yesterday. I talked you into it. A day early. I was so a day early. No, no. So my so, fault. I'm, I'm so my fault. I, I'll blame myself. Yeah, yeah. So again, small, very small position for me in, in the YOLO account. Uh, had my stop set it like it was like it was in the low nine dollar area, and I literally had my finger on the sell button ahead of my own stop. And I thought, nah, I have a meeting now. Let me just go to the meeting, and then, <laughs> and, and then I, I have a stop. So I mean, whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to lose everything. But um, go to the meeting. And we'll see what happens. And I, I go and I come back, and not only am I not down, I'm up. And I thought, all right, this is this is interesting. So I would just watch it for a half hour. And around 10:30 a.m. yesterday, I was like, this is this is fine. So 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 we're all we're out of that now. Um, so came. I wish I wish you would I wish you would have called me on that one because you. I mean, you. you I, still, I still don't you have thought- any. I don't have any really. I don't have the the any interest right now. I'm, I'm, this rally is not convincing to me. I, I just don't have the, I don't know if I have the fortitude for, for taking so any swing longs when a country is being invaded right now. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe that's... And, and there's a good point there too. You don't have to buy stocks right now. Yeah. There's a lot of problems here. So, yeah. and, and again, is today the day after we just rallied 20 S and P handles after Palantir just rallied, 
what, 25% from the lows it set yesterday? Is this the day to come in and buy Palantir? Probably not. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to cry about that trade. I ended up making a little money on it. I'm, That's good. You know, fine. Oh, it was good. It was good. It's just the timing, you know, it's just... It's just hard, you know. You you sat through the roughest part, is, is I, I did. I sat yeah. through, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. It's really hard. The timing of all these trades is hard. Yeah. Trading is hard. It's not like this is just you know, yeah, twenty twenty, and we buy stocks that go up and we sell them later. And it's the easiest thing ever. And you got those people doing those videos on how to do it. Yeah, the stock just goes down a little bit. I buy it and then I wait and then it goes back up and then I sell it. And you know, we pay all our <laughs> bills doing this. Quit. I watched. Remember that TikTok video? Those the, the couple that was doing that. Oh, oh that's yeah. working oh. as well. That, that was amazing. That was in the summer of 2020. That was incredible. I'll never forget that. Of all the dumb stuff I've seen on on social media about stocks, <laughs> it may have been the dumbest. Uh, it was good. That's how, that, that's how 2020 worked. You yeah. know what? That was the playbook for 2020. Uh, it is not the playbook for 2022. Yeah. Not at all. Quick, the playbook quick, has changed. The playbook is constantly changing. Quick quick shout out to uh, Michael Pachter here, who is an analyst at Wedbush, who has come on our show many times over the years. And it does seem like he um, a lot of the names he likes to give, he gives us uh, end up getting acquired. What's getting or, acquired now? In this case, nothing's getting acquired, but there's a rumor of an acquisition. Playtika, PLTK, oh mobile gaming company. He said, yeah, they're, they're, they're one that you could watch for a takeout. And what does Playtika come out with yesterday? Yep, we are exploring some strategic alternatives. Ah. In the midst of their earnings report yesterday. This Pactor guy. So, gosh. He didn't get Netflix right, but he got a lot of stuff right. He, he didn't get Netflix and he didn't get skills, but he got there almost damn near the rest of them. Yeah, he does pretty well in the rest of them. So, I bought Unity, you know, and I bought Unity mainly because of Pactor. I'm in again. So, I know it's metaverse and I say short the metaverse and I don't like the metaverse. But you know what? There's a play here where know. what if I'm wrong and what if the metaverse and what if we're all going to live in the metaverse? So, Unity sounds pretty good to me. Pactor talked me into it. I bought some Unity. I have a so question. Already in account. the metaverse. I, I have a question, a serious question. Is there a war in the metaverse? Probably not, right? Or well, maybe there. I don't you know. Go hide from war there. There will be wars in the metaverse. There'll be all kinds of terrible things in the metaverse, too, I guess. So. Good things, bad things. The metaverse. We're going back to the metaverse now. Metaverse is back. War is bullish in the metaverse. <laughs> That's good. That's good to know. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Um, let, we have 15 minutes left uh, here, and then Mitch is going to take over, and then I'm going to do all access plus live trading coming up next. So I want to talk about – there's a few more things on my list here. There's I know there are some tickers in the chat. I wrote a few of them down. I wanted to hit on a couple more. I want to hit on Coinbase. That's what I wanted to do. Coinbase had earnings last night. Uh, and again, I, I could tell you what the numbers were, but you know what it's doing, right? It's higher because everything that's, that's been beaten down is up this morning. Yeah. Uh, so <coughs> Coinbase is up uh, off its earnings report, but mainly off of the broader market here. Um, yeah. I uh, gave you multiple dips last night. Multiple dips. I'm long Coinbase, full disclosure. I had, I'm bag holding this thing. I put some in the long term account <laughs> way up there. Way, way too much higher. I'm not getting my money back here this morning, but I, sh- I should have probably added to it because I put a half position on. I should have probably added to it, but it hasn't been working. And I don't like adding to losers. Um, 183. So we had a good yeah, rip go. off the number. Like, I don't know what they were doing up 200. The news algo just pisses money away all over the place. But on the initial number, buys it up to 200 because it's saw beat. Then they tank it down to 165 about 20 minutes later. Slow, steady, market-related climb here, overall market. You know, the sentiment towards growth has turned in 24 hours. And they're buying this back. And obviously, Bitcoin rally, I believe, overnight helps this as well. So 
you buy this on pullbacks, I'm long it. So maybe. Yeah. Um, this is interesting right where it's at right now. because uh, it is a pair of highs at one eighty three and one eighty three thirty four. I mean, obviously it was much higher than that, but uh if it could form a bid early here, I mean I have a feeling if you just like go out and just like you know, just try and buy in at one eight one eighty three, I think you know, you might take a little bit of heat on it, but Simple technical formation, you know, pair of highs, you're breaking above it, you hold it. I think you got some room on the upside. Uh, 192.72, if, you know, if I was trying to do a low-risk trade off 183, uh, that would be the first target on the upside. I have found a couple of beaten-down growth names that are not not up this morning. What do you got? Beyond Meat. Oh, you just brought... The fake meat company goes to... What's the other one? Uh, Open door. Open door. More like closed door. Maybe the dip gets bought in this thing. I don't know the story with Open Door. I very much know the story with Beyond Meat, and I don't like it. (laughs) So I don't know if these are either of those. These may be, like, to quote, you know, uh, the Jedi, these are not the stocks you're looking for, in my opinion. I'm not 100% on that. Nothing. We never are in this game, but Beyond Meat is making new. Well, actually, it's holding the low. Is Is that an all-time low? Close to it, I think. Yeah, it is. The IPO it's low. right near the all-time low. Ooh, all-time low's gotta go. It's holding. It's holding yesterday's low. That's the good news. <clears throat> we haven't breached yesterday's low, Joel. So if you wanted to take a shot, the trade is there. The setup is there. Forty-two sixty-five. I think you got to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room, especially off the open, because it could be thin. But you know, you give yourself a couple bucks, maybe tops, right. maybe you stop yourself out at like. 42. I just get worried that it actually breaches it just to hit the stops and then comes back up over it. The little Gil Morales trick, which is possible here. But you got a level. Yesterday's low. Yeah, and uh, if you were so inclined to stick your bid out there in the pre-market, you would have gotten it because uh, 4206 was your pre-market low. So there you go. We got a little... Right. Uh, what about I Zscaler? A, no, no. Before that, I, I, I have a, a surprise here. Uh, our guest is here, Jeremy Newsom. Uh, nice. And he's pulling double duty this morning. He's going to trade while parenting. It's going to be amazing. We're, we're going to watch it live. That doesn't Jeremy go some, well sometimes. From real life that. <laughs> uh, That's a hard thing to do. We're pulling him on the show right now. Jeremy and special guest. Wow. What's up, team? There he is. There he is. <laughs> okay. How, How is being a father, Mr. Double R? How is being a father? Oh, man. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's uh, it teaches uh, everyone a new level of patience that I was unaware that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> that, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Where are you right now? You, he's like the world traveler. This guy. You guys made him cry. I'm upset. You know what? It's my voice. It's actually me. I'm sorry. It is my voice because I have this with babies. I have a deep voice and it sounds menacing and babies don't like it. <laughs> I made him cry. I better stop talking. I'm stop dang, talking. Joel, dang. take over. I'm on, I'm on my way to Nashville right now. <laughs> I am on my way to Nashville right That's now to grab that little baby. guy. Uh, uh, you better lock your doors, man. Uh, but uh, um, so I said, to, I said to Lisa, yes, you know, I was obviously, you know, with the market conditions and everything, and you know, war and everything was going on. I said, we're having the best guest on tomorrow. I said, we're going to have someone that's just going to bring the enthusiasm and be really happy. 
and she goes, oh, are you having Jeremy on? That's oh, exactly dude. what she said. That's but so uh, a oh, couple questions for you, Jeremy. Hit me. Uh, number one, uh, are you still writing puts on that Tesla like it's going out of style? Trying my best, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trying my best. You always, when you were writing the puts on that, were deep, deep, like out of the money, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Deep, deep, deep out of the money. I haven't been doing a lot of put sales because I'm, I mean, again, man, I'm, I'm a pretty technical trader. Yeah. Um, I did do uh, an Apple bull put spread yesterday. I did a 145, sorry, 140, 135 March. Okay. But that, that's been it, man. Like when the queues started breaking that 200 simple moving average, I kind of really pulled back on the put sales uh, because we need it. We needed a broader market pullback. I think everyone can agree on that pretty big time. Jason yeah. agrees. Everyone knows like we needed a big, big pullback. So I was very, very hesitant on put sales. I haven't done many um, recently. And. And and obviously, you know, we know you trade both sides of the market. I know you're not scared to go short. There's a lot of uh, you know traders out there that trade long only. It's been a difficult long only environment. But I know you get down dirty on the short side here too. So have you been playing the short side in this market? Hard, hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you have too, Dennis. And yeah. I love your Twitter post, man. <laughs> I don't know if I love them or not. But... You're the goat, dude. You're the coolest guy ever. But yeah, I've been <laughs> not. I'm definitely not. <laughs> So what are you playing? What have you been playing on the short side? Tell us just like where you like your last two months, you're doing all kinds of things. I see you down in the Caribbean, you know, obviously parenting here. What are you playing on the short side? What are you been playing? So the short side for me, um, mostly right now I played Q puts. I was doing some short shares. Um, and I'm just doing a, a 10 EMA strategy that I think everyone here is pretty familiar with. It's really, really easy. Um, essentially, if a bullish candle Dennis closes on the daily chart below the 10 EMA. I short below that particular candle. So I've been doing that a lot. Um, so if it's the Qs, if it's, uh, uh, let's say, Anets, um, Estee Lauder, Levi, something of that nature. If we have a bullish candle on the daily chart that closes below the 10 EMA, I short below that candle. That's kind of been my strategy, my setup for really the last two or three months. And uh, Levi Strauss had a really good setup about two weeks ago. Estee Lauder had a really good setup about four days ago. Um, ALB, JP Morgan. So I, I did cover all of my shorts, full disclosure. I'm 99.3% in cash as of Whoa, yesterday morning. Nice wow. Yeah. So Jeremy, yeah. How, how are you doing the show here? I mean, is someone following you around with a camera? No, I'm holding it. <laughs> so two arms. Let's see. He's got like three arms. Wait, you're holding it's the Jeremy. kid. Yeah, he's on. He's on the kid and the phone. He does yeah. it all. Oh, oh, this guy's oh, the best yeah. multitasker in the whole world. I suck yeah. at multitasking. This guy rocks multitasking. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, you know, what about? I mean, I know you're treating your, your, your levels and everything. I mean, how how you you know how are you putting the whole geopolitical? Uh, are you just ignoring it? Just going with your levels and your technicals or how do you, how do what's your perspective on this whole geopolitical mess? Yeah, man, it, it is a mess. You're absolutely right. I think it's, um, I think it's very uncalled for, but there's not much we can do about that specifically. Uh, obviously uh, I, I think that Biden's speech yesterday did calm a lot of nerves. It seemed like the market liked it a lot. Um, when he said that we were not going to be seeing troops specifically into Ukraine, yeah, like that was yeah. the moment. Yeah, yeah was. that was the moment people were like, "Oh gosh, thank you know, you know." 
but being part of the NATO, obviously, and having troops in the NATO countries like Poland, that is the border, right? I mean, we're right next to Ukraine um, uh, at Poland. If that happens, I can see it getting a little bit sketchy. But for me, and again, this is just my opinion. I was doing a little bit of research yesterday and I had a good friend of mine, uh, one of my trading uh, partners, his name is Yates Craig. We were going back and doing some analysis on different invasions and different like, you know, essentially war times and how they affected the market. In 2002, I think that was right around the Afghanistan war. We had a, a really, really big buy the room, you know, buy that invasion aspect. And then we rolled over about five or six months later. That seems the most likely in this scenario uh, from a technical perspective. I mean, the geopolitical space, I don't think this is going to be over quickly. Um, I think Putin's going to be all about headline risk as it has yeah. been for a few for a few weeks right now. But yeah, man, I think it's going to have one more big market rollover five or six months from now. We're going to consolidate. We're not going to do anything special or fun for a little bit. And then we're going to have a nice little dip, um, scare everyone out of the market. And then, you know, we'll go higher. That's right. what the market likes to do. It punish the maximum amount of participants. I don't know if you're yeah. listening, but I was like starting to feel that. I thought we were getting oversold on some of the Kathy names, like down dirty. I got 24 hours early and it stops me out on all my stuff. And then it goes. So yeah. the market likes to, you know, punish the maximum amount of participants there in, a, in every way that it can. How do you like not get shopped up in this market, Jeremy? I know you, you've got your kid there. I don't want to keep you here forever, but how do you oh, like okay. just not get chopped up because i mean in this environment it's so hard to be a risk manager because you know you get stopped out on this side stopped out on this side how do you not get chopped up it's very uh, that's a great question man i mean essentially especially if you're a newer trader the absolute easiest thing that i think you could possibly do is trade less trade small when you do start getting chopped up and you'll know it the way you'll know it is you've you've lost on both sides three different times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the very normal thing is like you'll short and you'll get stopped out. And then you're like, okay, fine. Obviously, we're going up. So you pop, bang, let me get in long. Goes up and you get stopped out on the long. And then you get in short again. <laughs> so when that happens, and again, that's just me, right? I don't, maybe other people are different. But if I lose on three situations like that, Joel and Dennis – Spence, I will, um, I'll pull back. I'll start trading a lot less, a lot less, and I'll just reduce my risk exposure pretty significantly. And, uh, and I'll start picking one direction. So I won't go bullish. I'll only go bearish or vice versa. Just because at some point, like if you're spinning the roulette wheel, if you keep going red, black, red, black, red, black, it misses it up. But if you can just stick to one color, eventually it should hit. Uh, Jeremy, last one, and then we'll let you hop here. But um, what do you use for your beard? I've asked you this before. I'm asking. Oh, dude, thanks, for, man. Purely just for educational purposes only. <laughs> I use a, a razor for mine. Not a recommendation. I, I just want to know what you use. Yeah, so I need to make sure that Joel and Dennis, I, I need to come up with a, an appropriate bet that I win, so they have to grow one out. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm still working on that. Yeah. Still working on that. Um, I use a company called Respected Roots. They're out of uh, they're out of Atlanta, Georgia. And they offer um, beard conditioner and beard wash, all all kinds right. of good beard products. It feel, dude, it feels like I'm on the cashmere. Google right 
that smells like flowers. I'm on the Google right now. I like it. I mean, uh, that other thing you had, the old, uh, the Grizzly Adams look. I Dog, was that was ridiculous. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I walked around Nashville, people would give me money. They thought I was homeless. So <laughs> this is, uh, but this is more like the Forrest Gump look here. Yeah, so I, I do like that. All right, Jeremy, so. I'm really I love glad you guys we so caught much, up man. with Thank you. Thank you for being in my life. Great, up, Jeremy. I'm making it down to Nashville again. I don't know when, but. <laughs> All right. um, all right, it he's is awesome. Eight, Jeremy's eight, awesome. That was great, guy. That, that was great. It's eight fifty nine. Though we got one minute left. I know our fan had asked us about McDonald's or Walmart. Let's look at one of those real, real fast. I don't know whichever one. Uh, the egg McMuffins are not flying off the shelf in Russia. I I saw a couple stocks. You got to check your exposure. Uh, like, like Philip Morris, you got to do. You have to check your yeah. exposure. Their PM yeah. got hit hard um, yesterday. Yeah. They got some exposure. I don't know if McDonald's exposure all over the world, so I'm not sure it's going to get impacted as much. But um, if you're looking for, I mean, what you want to do is you want to see it get back up and fill this gap here at 247.08 and then start to work your way into this candle here. So first things first, that's got almost there in the pre-market. So if you can fill the gap, boom, get bid, 247, some more room on the upside, and then you can just figure mid-range um, on the pullback here, you know, uh, close near the high of the session. So that's what I'm looking at, Mickey D's. Uh, we're going to go get some uh, stop t- uh, tips from uh, Sean Udall, see if he's uh, if he bought the dip Say yesterday. Hi to Sean. So. All right, man, talk to you guys All right. soon. Joel, we'll catch you later. Let's bring let's bring on Money Mitch right now, and uh, Mitch is going to run solo for a few minutes uh, while I get ready for our next show. And just so everyone knows what we're going to do today, uh, we are going to do a, a combo show after this. We're going to do all access and live trading together in the same stream. It's going to be a little bit weird, but we're going to make it work. So, Dennis, have a great rest of your day, man. Okay, Good Mitch. Great, great job. 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 Keep killing it, buddy. And then mute. You're the leader. He never, You're the he leader, never screws man. up. That's not like that. <laughs> wait, wait, also, wait, also, wait, wait. But before I go, before I go, I wanted to put this in the chat as well. Uh, this is a link that uh, our man Dino sent to us, a fundraising link uh, on for on Facebook, for a Facebook page. They're raising money for uh, injured Ukrainian military. So I just dropped the link in the chat right there. Dino sent Dino, who lives in Ukraine, who, who watches our show, sent me that link uh, uh, earlier. Uh, so I want to link in the chat. Um, and I'm going to hop to get ready for all access slash live trading coming up at 9.15. And Mitch is going to run with you all, run with his charts for a few minutes. So I'll catch you guys later. And uh, smash that like and uh, catch you guys later. See you, Mitch. Let's do this. All right, guys. Let's go ahead. If you guys got some stocks Drop it in the chat. Sometimes I'm feeling like I'm in the trading zone where I have the environment forefront. I know what's going on. I'm looking for catalysts to run and I'm kind of picking some areas, industries, sector and industry analysis is what I'm what I do, guys. So right now I can tell you. I just don't know in this market. I think you got to be more reactionary then trying to take trades too early. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump in here, uh, try to look at some of these trades. But it's I can tell you right now, it's difficult for me right now to pick sides. Uh, I was looking at TTCF after the Beyond Meat kind of collapsed there. Let's go to the chat here. I'll go ahead and I'll grab some stocks. Let's do this. Jay Wild, you know it, taking over. All right, let's do uh, – this is an interesting one, GGPI. All right, so you're looking at an EV type of play. 
Um, they have been bouncing back here. Uh, if you look at NIO, you look at Tesla yesterday, they did get a bounce. The question is, do we get a day two move? Uh, same thing happened in Ford. Fisker, I did see uh, kind of a little catalyst out there. Uh, they were walking by like prototypes, but I don't think that's the biggest catalyst. We'll see if it can get back above 1236, but there's a lot of these stocks, right? I'm going to also see what happens with like Lucid. Do we come on back towards 28 today or do we break back down through the 25 and head back down towards 22? Uh, there's going to be a lot of stocks moving today, and so I'm going to keep going through these, but hey, I, I just don't know where things are heading today. I'm, this is one of those days where I'm going to be more reactionary than having that predetermined plan now areas that i will be looking to see if i get spikes are back to gold gold definitely turned around yesterday but the question is was that just a pullback and then we get this day right back on up today that's what we're going to be watching um let's go ahead uh super spackman giving rocket here rocket bouncing on back there um i think this is enough no touch um personally i know that some other people kind of in in our company kind of hold this stock but Really, I just think this is a no touch. Um, until it gets back towards 15, I wouldn't be touching Rocket. But that's always up to you. Make your own investment decisions, guys. And that's just the way I see it. I'm going to keep going through some stocks. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to try to go as fast as I can. We only got about nine minutes left here. I'm going to just keep running through some stocks here. Let's go. All right. Uh, Spy, I mean, just kind of keep your for this overall market for me. I think you just watch today to see if we get back below an important level. Important level for me is 428.80. So if we get back into let's say 425s, I could be seeing some downside action above 435 is where I'll give the green zone, and you can go ahead and just attack kind of the breakouts there. All right, uh, let's keep going through some other stocks here. What other ones we got mentioned? I see Ion Q. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look here. Ion Q is uh, this is a quantum computing stock. This is a SPAC. It's been holding above 15. So, I mean, you guys can take a look at this. 1682 is the breakout move, but we'll see. It just recovered a significant amount, about 18%. So you could get a pullback, let's say, closer towards 1465 before you get that next move on up. That's what I'd be looking in Ion Q. Uh, AND, I don't think that was AMD, I don't think that was AND, but we'll see 120 is leveled to watch for me on um, uh, AMD today. All right, let's keep going here. Please, guys, if you guys see me touch your stock or you guys want a stock touch, press that thumbs on up. We're going to be getting towards all axis where we get into the stocks. These are newer kind of stocks that you guys can be learning from. And like I always say, story is everything. So a lot of that is first getting to the story, then looking into the fundamentals and technicals to see if it's an investment decision that you want to take. Let's go. Let's keep going through. Zscaler could bounce back today after a huge down day. Uh, I would look for a pop above 230s, but you'd have to stay really tight because it could come back down towards the low of 210 today. So just be careful out there. High volatility in that name. Tesla to watch today. Uh, we've got to drive back up there. 850s is the up level, um, but if we break 800, be careful because we could test the hourly support. If you guys see here, this is an hourly chart. I would look for maybe a pullback closer towards 785 if you're looking for longs or also a breakdown of that level for the short side. We'll see what happens there in Tesla. eBay is actually one I've been calling as a short for a long time here, so I'm a little bit biased. I will give you that. Um, it is catching a little bit of a bounce there. The question is, does it break back down below this low here? Uh, that's 54, 
uh, 50s. I'm going to just kind of round it on up there. If that breaks on the downside, you could see it come right back to 51. So just be careful. There's a lot of trades today that I feel are setting on up, but they're setting on up with both sides, right? So if these stocks ripped on up, they could have a day two move and continue moving, but you also could see major support break down and then all of a sudden a quick down move. So just be careful out there. Always know what side of the trade you're on and know your risk spot like Dennis Dick always says, as long as you know your risk, a lot of times you can take trades and establish to see if they get in your direction. All right, let's go ahead. Let's see what other stocks are being mentioned here in the chat. I'm going to keep running through here, and then we're going to be doing some live trading. So stick around, guys. All right, uh, any interest in the builders? Uh, Toll Brothers. Let's go ahead and take a look there. Toll Brothers is not really something that I'm interested in. But I don't mind taking a look at the chart, right? And so at least the MACD, you can see kind of a crossing. It's trying to turn back around and get above there. So I would keep that on watch. But one thing that you clearly see, too, is that this is almost doing a death cross. It almost did the 50 below the 200-day. That's a bearish sign here. So to me, house housing building and residential construction, I do think it is going to come back a little bit. But with interest rates rising, that could definitely knock this down also. That could start slowing down the new applications for new homes. So we're going to see. I've been seeing that number drop. The big question here is, does it get back below 50? That's where I'd be looking for kind of downside action. But like always, make your own risk assessment, guys. I'm going to keep going here. I try to put a full screen so you guys can see these charts a little bit better. All right, let's keep let's keep going in here. Baba is definitely a dog with fleas right now. Um, I wouldn't touch this stock, but that's always up to you guys to determine if you guys want to try to catch the bottom on a stock. But to me, I think you got to really look at kind of deeper uh, values here. And you can see this stock has been retracing for longer than a year. Let's let, at least let a green candle on the monthly break of resistance so that you can see a new trend forming. Then I'd be going after Baba. But for right now, for me, it's a, no, it's a no touch. All right, uh, time to keep going here. Lulu, Lulu, um, what do we got on the Lulu Lemon? All right, so this is turning around. I can see it coming back towards 227. There is a 300 support underneath it. So if you want to use that level right now, you can be looking for that level. You did just get on back here. The real question is same 10 charts, right? If this breaks below 300, I could look for a short above, let's say, yesterday's resistance. You could see a breakout. So that's, let's say, 313 or 313.50s. Uh, let's see that break on out there and get towards the next level. All right, SQ is SQ, PayPal, and and these two stocks, I can tell you right now, I am not going to give levels on these because I feel like they're falling knives. There's been too many people trying to catch the dip in PayPal and Square. I've been seeing way too many people get hurt. I've been seeing other media sources kind of say that these were buys 50% ago. So to me, I would stay away. I'm not touching these. Even if you give me the money to buy the shares, I'm not going to touch these until they completely change trend. I don't think Square and PayPal are something that you should be trying to call the dip on. But hey, to each his own, whatever you like. Let's go. Uh, X is X going to give it to me? X going to give it to me today? X came back yesterday. We'll see if this can get back on up through the resistance. If you look here on the daily, it doesn't look bad here. And that's why I'm taking a look at basic materials. Those are the kind of the only areas that I'm looking for trades right now. I'm not looking to buy tech. I know that a lot of people are buying tech right now. 
I personally am avoiding it. Um, I'm just not going to go into those names right now. I'm looking to see if X could get to 25 today. That is a trade that I will be looking at right out the gates. Of course, this is an inflationary trade. So this is kind of going against the way that the market reacted yesterday, but we'll see what happens. What's the move, says Williams. Hey, we'll see what happens. All right, let's keep going. Let's enjoy the market. Like always, I'm just going to give you guys what how I see it, it, transparent or not. I mean, if you guys don't see it my way, that doesn't mean that I'm wrong or right. I mean, always do your own investment decisions. And what I'm trying to do is just give you my look. All right, let's keep going here. SoFi is one that I'm looking to recover. Um, can it hold the $10? If not, I think this could get right back down to 8 I talked about this warning zone back when we were in 13s. Back when we were in 16s, I gave this line here on December 22nd where I started warning about SoFi coming back down all the way below 10 And that's the way I feel. So how did I call that? I looked at the monthly chart, and it looked very similar to a bag that I got stuck in, which is Genie. So look at these charts, and look how the turnaround is big candles coming down towards the low this one could continue breaking on down i know a lot of people like sofi some people took it on that dip below 10 i personally am staying away for this one until it gets back above 14 i think this is the type of market that you don't want to be calling uh knives on the way down sometimes you got to know what market environment you're in i got this question um, and I'm not going to say who the person was, but I got this question about Google stock split, right? And they were asking about a day or two ago, well, should I just buy Google stock split? Last time we got a stock split, the stock kind of ripped. We saw Tesla, Apple do that, right? And so to me, I was like, just make sure that you ask yourself this question. What market environment am I in? Am I in a market environment that's uh, kind of, it, it gives benefit to that upside move? Right now, I don't see that. I see what stair steps back up and elevator moves on the way down. So to me, I'm going to stay away from taking those kind of bottom type of trades or trying to call a stock that's just going to rip on up because of a catalyst that worked, let's say, last year. This year is not the same as last year. So I think that's very important to keep in mind. All right, let's keep going through some of these stocks. I got AMC, MRO being mentioned. I got about two minutes left, so I'm going to try my best to keep going fast through these stocks. All right, so MRO is one that I'll be watching to see if it bounces back. I'm not going to take a trade on this because yesterday I was thinking that this was going to kind of give us a nice push, and it did not give us that push. I was looking for a push above 2233s um, and above there getting towards 2250. And it just completely turned around. This is when I said on our live trading stream that we do right after this, um, I, I said it. You got to be careful. You know, one of the things is the market can stay irrational longer than you can say solvent is such an important quote to know. In my eyes, this was a clear example. I was expecting oil to come on up, but it's just tanking right out the gates. Instead of fighting that mentality, fighting my own kind of judgment, what do I do? I call it a no touch and I stay off of it until it gets back above that level. Then I could be looking for the trade. But if it doesn't get back above that level, what does this do? It saves me into over trading. And that's one of the biggest battles for day traders. MRO, we'll see if it gets back above. For me, I think it needs to get all the way towards at least 22 for me to even get excited about this. Then a move towards 2250 is what I'll be looking for. 
All right, uh, time to finish on up here, guys. We're going to get you guys over to all access. I'm going to do one last stock here. Let me see what I got out there. Uh, BTU, Quantum. That's a good one to keep an eye out, right? Cole did a huge pullback. If you look at the pullback here, it actually was significant. It went all the way back about 26%. So I'm wondering today if we get a bounce towards 16, towards 1634, which was the prior support, and do we get that to be resistance here? Keep this one on watch. It's definitely a big mover. Has made a massive move since we called it out here um, from the big breakout on February 1st. Now we'll see if it holds these pullbacks. It looks like it's trying to fill this gap. It could fill this gap towards 14 and then start turning back around. So just be careful with that shadow fill. We'll see what happens. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I see a lot of stocks still rolling through the chat. I'm going to keep going through some stocks, but like always, stick with us, guys. We're going to get you on over to All Access, where we'll be going into certain stocks and then also doing a little bit of live trading. So if you guys want to join us, stick around right here on Benzinga all day long. Hit the thumbs on up, and especially if you're new to the show, hit the subscribe bell below so you can be notified the moment we go live. All right, throwing you guys over to Spencer Israel on All Access, and I hope you guys had a great time with me. Please smash the like. And if you guys enjoyed this, check out my show, Money Mitch, live trading with Benzinga. We've been growing a great community. We also got a Discord. So if you guys want to stick around, hit the thumbs on up. I'll see you guys over on All Access. And on All Access, in about the middle of it, about 10 minutes after the open, I'll be joining you guys with the live trading team. So stick around, guys. Hit the thumbs on up and come on over to All Access. Thank you.